I don't fucking know. I, I like rock and roll music. Welcome to Up Next. Again, still the only music podcast in all of existence. I am your host, Andrew, joined always by my better half. Wait, wait, wait. Are you the sole host? Am I the co-host? No, we're both hosts. Oh, okay. I mean, you just made it sound like you were the host. Anyway, I'm Steven. I'm the other one. I'm the guy that doesn't know anything about music, but just cries at the lyrics. And Alana pointed this out to me. I was very stoked. Just like, way to pick an album where the only lyrics are in Armenian <laughs> for the lyric guy. I, I mean, you thought you were getting away from an hour of me just gushing about emotional or political lyrics, but little did you know, I spent the last year and change in COVID times just becoming proficient at Armenian. So <laughs> joke's on you. Ever since I fell in love with System of a Down, I knew I needed to learn this language. Uh. <laughs> No, they're canceled. They have like a their drummer is like a MAGA guy, so they're done. What really? Yeah, look it up. It's crazy. What? I think I think Surge is still cool though. Wow, man, that's truly earth shattering. It. I mean, like, d- did he not read the lyrics uh, from the band that he's in? <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I just sit down and play these beats. <laughs> Pretty much the um, the most basic thing you could ask in a drummer. I don't ask questions or get to know my bandmates. Um, but we're we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about Tigran Hamasian, Shadow Theater. Hell yeah. Do do you? Uh, is there anything you want to say before I give a nice brief brief intro to uh this? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my fire. And I think Dude, you should hold on to that. You should just tell us about Tigran and about this record. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you've never heard of this person before. Not before a week or two ago when you assigned this as homework. I also do like that we say assigned as homework. It makes it seem very unenjoyable, like I had to do this. I mean, that's certainly how some people have felt about some of the music we've picked. Mm. Yeah, feel free to, if you have any uh, shout out, we did a shout out to people listening last episode. I still wanted to give a shout out. Thank you so much to our listeners. Feel free to leave any, any comments, you know, rate, subscribe the pod, but uh, feel free to put those uh, comments and concerns not on Reddit because your boy's not going to see them. Just one of these boys is going to see them. Right, Steve? Only one of us is going right, to see a Reddit comment. Right. That, uh, or Discord, apparently. Or because Discord. you are old and don't know what Discord is. Uh, yeah. I've just been too busy dying. You are older than me. That's not verifiable. I have your social. Um, first one to DM us on Instagram gets a copy of Steve Steffes' inst- uh, Instagram. Uh, <laughs> social security. It's not worth much. It's not, yeah. Do you want to take this personality? Because he doesn't want it anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, you know what I do want to talk about? Fucking Shadow Theater. Um, so Tigran Hermasian, just to give a, a bit on him, 
he is an Armenian jazz pianist and kind of like what he has said you know um his music is jazz in the sense that he improvises you know um Mm. and i feel if you have listened to his music because i mean he um i was again all of this information courtesy of wikipedia uh wikipedia don't do actual research (laughs) it counts it's reading it counts other people wrote it i mean you can cite it as a basic source now like when it started back in the day it was like ooh you used wikipedia yeah i fucking right. used wikipedia but i'm not going to tell you that anyway um he was born in uh armenia and then moved to the states in his mid to late teens and then he went to school here um but then he moved back and currently resides there but he won the at the time it was the Thelonious Monk prize but it's now the Herbie Hancock prize but it's a huge jazz prize and he won it at 19 18 19 crazy yeah so why did they change the name of the prize the institute changed why did they change the name of the institute I could not tell you okay um but yeah, like this guy's stupid talented, like insanely talented. And uh he does if you he does have a version of a song uh a tune, I think it's Someday My Prince Will Come. But uh it's, you know, a ballad, it's jazzy, but his music like this album, it's all his compositions, right? And um it it if you went in thinking jazz you know, you you will be not disappointed but it, it, it's you'll be surprised that's a very good word for it but uh so the album if you <clears throat> actually look at this because i actually own this album this is i was so proud of myself yeah not just like listen to off apple music or spotify i own it but apple categorizes like you, like you own the mp3s or you own it on like a vinyl or a cd uh mp3s i think i had the cd at one point but uh, due to a moving mishap, all of my CDs were stolen. <laughs> we're not going to go into it. Um, I know that story. <laughs> but uh, Apple lists this album as a crossover jazz album. Yeah, I saw that too. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, accurate. But uh, A crossover is like an SUV, but a bit like sleeker and smaller. A little sportier. I would say that very much fits Tigran. He's a very short yeah. gentleman. But he is very sleek, very sporty. Um, can ride for hours. Um, but you see the miles per gallon on this guy. <laughs> uh, for this album, Shadow Theater, which came out in 2013, uh, we have Tigran and Hamasian on piano and keyboards. Um, I was like reading, you know, he plays synthesizers and he played like harpsichord on this. And I'm like, that. could you imagine being in that studio? Like, all right, now lug in the harpsichord. <laughs> like, you sure you don't want it? I got to admit, I, I don't know what a harpsichord is. I'm Googling it right now. Oh, man. Uh, predecessor to oh. the piano. Yeah, it looks cool. Looks, uh, yeah, clunky. And Baroque. Just Baroque harpsichord music. But, uh, and I apologize to these humans that will never listen to this podcast that I will butcher their names. Um, we have Arani. Agbibian, Agbabian on vocals. We have Ben Wendell on saxophone and bassoon. 
<laughs> and then we have Sam Minier on bass, Chris Tordini on bass, Nate Wood on drums. Have you ever heard of Kneebody or no, Four? No, I have not. Oh, well, he's the drummer for those groups, and he is insane. He is stupid good. Um, Four is his own solo project where it's him on drums, but he plays bass, and then he has like some synthesizers by him, so it's just him going to town playing all these instruments simultaneously oh he plays them all at once yeah oh geez yeah um and then we have phillips vardabijian on violin xavier phillips on cello jan bang programming and then david kiljan on programming i'm assuming it's kiljan because it's spelled the end is like zildjian and i'm like oh, oh well i know how to say that uh, it's like a like a united nations of a band you got there <laughs> so i was straight up trying like the wikipedia wikipedia has failed me because i try you know if you go to the shadow theater wikipedia entry it's very minimal it's just like this is the track listing this is when it came out um yeah. if you and then i just googled some reviews and most of the ones i found were Tigran is super talented. He changes the vibe every 15 seconds in every song, but for the most part. He's everyone's very talented. It's not just jazz, it's Tigran. Um <laughs> he's his own genre now. Pretty much, man. Except there's this one article I found which I do want to read cuz it was very f- funny to me. You know, it was like praising him you know, saying this is all great. And then she goes, but the album is not without its faults. Tigran's decision to appropriate the sacred Armenian hymn Sorp Sorp, entitled Holy on the Album, in this commercial context is questionable. The only religious song to appear on one of his albums, Tigran has only modestly altered the hymn aside from some reverb and chord substitutions. His respect for for what the music of the Armenian religious services represents uh, to the Armenian community is obvious, but the song displays so little personal contribution one wonders what it is doing on this commercial album at all. I thought that was a stupid flex on that <laughs> person's part because like, to the point where I looked her up because I was like, are you Armenian? And she's, right. uh, she's half Armenian, so I'm like, okay. But like, appropriate, and I'm like, that's that's his culture. It's not right. a pro- like that'd be like if this is a sh- stupid example, but you know it'd be like if Lil Nas X does Amazing Grace on right. his next album. Right. Is he a pro? No, he's not fucking appropriating no. it. It was so stupid. No, that seems like like a, a massive like nitpick. Like, is is the issue that it's a religious song? I and I, it's not the most clear from her crit criticism that that's you know because i'm like you know like we're kind of getting at that's what what do you mean it has no place on a commercial album that's i making it sound like this is like a i don't know like a trap record release yeah like how did if anything you think she would be more stoked that he stayed very close to the tune this is clearly a total cash grab yeah. yeah right yeah everyone's listening to that like oh that fucking solo yeah that hot new tigran yeah no i mean well that's interesting because like I, i'm not i mean we did take jazz history together at uw green bay go go phoenix go phoenix <laughs> i thought you were gonna say go goats 
And I'm like, why? <laughs> but I'm not like a jazz expert. But I mean, that, among other musical traditions, like have a history of artists reusing folk music. Oh, for sure. You know, gospel music, religious music. Like, what's the big, I don't know, that feels like, yeah, unnecessary criticism. Yeah. And like, you know, classical music is just straight up stealing bits from other composers that came before you. So it's it's a everything's been done it's all been done there's nothing original left to do yeah it's it was a weird criticism but i digress um i think i'll give i guess i'll give my overview of my my oh i just if if i could interrupt i just wanted to ask like what's your because i think you mentioned last episode that you've seen tigran play live um i was just curious what your sort of background in uh listening to tigran was how you got introduced to his music oh when i was in grad school some uh i think it was a freshman at the time i was like have you ever heard of this guy he's like no and that's all it was you know i I thought it was really hip so i I bought the album he's crazy good um and again i'm not a terrible i'm not terribly great at keeping up with things that i care about (laughs) be it bands or family members but um (laughs) same 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 i uh he had an album come out a little before I went and saw him and it was just, it was solo piano. So that was the concert. It was just him doing, it was just his solo piano stuff from that album. And it was amazing. And I mean, I, I like the piano in general. Like I like classical piano too, but um, like my, my attention was held for like that entire, I think it was like an hour and a half. I don't know. It was insane. Just because he's so good, you just watch him be yeah. talented. It's insane. But that is my experience with Tigran. Awesome. And I would this album. Uh, I well, I suggested it. I think it's really good. <laughs> I think it's just because <laughs> it's just like yeah. I noticed. I noticed that's a flaw in my like proposed episode format. Like having both of us give our high level impressions because like every episode, it's like yeah, I I picked this. I like it. <laughs> I thought about doing something. I was like, I know it's like I know both of us are aware of like this artist, but I know we've not heard this album. But uh, yeah. But I have. I think that's that's in bounds. It's in bounds. Well, maybe maybe next time. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I like it, but specifically why I like it, because the blending of the folk music, I'm like, this is pretty hip. And just his, just his love of mixed meter and some Mm. things where it's not necessarily even mixed, but it could be like a simple time signature, but he's still displacing beats and stresses enough where you're like, oh, this is what's going on and the drumming is just so good the drumming and the piano playing is just insane it's very uh and it's it's interesting because i was like he won that thelonious monk now herbie hancock prize because i kind of think about uh so thelonious monk one of the like things that defines his style is he's very percussive i mean he was a normal normal he was a typical jazz player, right? What one would think jazz sounds like. But he was very percussive, very uh, staccato, like staccato-y licks and stuff. 
on the piano. I always had the impression that he was a bit more out there, like avant-garde a bit. No? In his day? Or was he pretty standard? Comparative now. So, yeah. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, at the time, he was, he was out there. He was a character. But, mm-hmm. but Tigran's solos, right, he can play the lush stuff, but a lot of his things are just super, just fast licks, just a lot of, like, super quick, like, single note stuff. So uh, it, it was just, at the time, something very different to what I had been listening to. Well, I can assure you it's very different from what I've been listening to. I'm terribly shocked. <laughs> yeah, man, not necessarily in my wheelhouse. But if you don't mind, I'll just jump into my, my high-level thoughts. I want to hear these. Before we, before we do the deep dive, track by track-wise. So I was real, I've been really nervous leading up to the recording of this because like, this is so outside of like what I know. It's like hard to talk about. <laughs> um, so I did generally enjoy it. Um, I have a bit of a hard time putting my finger on, you know, why I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely took note. I mean, obviously, the piano work is awesome. Um, as a wannabe drummer, I was also really impressed by the drums throughout. Really cool stuff there. Um, I mean, I, obviously, everyone on the record had a great performance. The vocalists were cool. Everyone else, you know, guitar, bass, they all knocked it out of the park. Um, I like, and once again, I don't necessarily know the terminology, but definitely a lot of weird stuff going on with like the rhythms and time signatures, whether that's like the mixed meter you're talking about, or I think there's some like what I'm going to call polyrhythms. Not sure if that's the right term. I'm going to use it um, where it almost sounds like, you know, the rhythm sections over here playing one thing and the pianos like over here just doing something totally different. And once in a while they line up, but otherwise they just kind of, you know pass by each other that's always cool um and yeah obviously the mixing of genres and the variety was 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 good i like that dude hell yeah those are all really good takes you didn't sound stupid in the slightest <laughs> i try and i gotta say like there are there are parts like overall the floor on this is pretty high i enjoyed it there's stuff that kind of didn't do it for me as well but like i'm gonna have a hard time criticizing this because like <laughs> like who am i to criticize this like friggin genius um virtu virtuoso virtuoso yeah yeah this is uh the route i wanted to take i'm like you know i just need to pick stuff that if steve doesn't like it he's scared to shit talk it (laughs) so and like yeah i I don't even feel like knowledgeable knowledgeable enough to like say anything negative so you got me on this one and good that's all i want to (laughs) do dude you want to get you want to get into it Andy, when you speak to me, it is as if I'm listening to <laughs> the poet. <laughs> I love that it just starts off with a little toy piano. Is that what it is? I'm assuming. Yeah, I really like the that really high-pitched sort of like distant feel in the beginning. Uh, stood out, obviously. That was cool. I thought this was a pretty solid start i i try to think like you thinking of the story (laughs) um (laughs) what does what does this say as an intro as a first track as a track number one i thought it was a good start to the album because you know it kind of like shows off his vibe of what we're gonna hear it talks about like it talks it shows like uh the use of the folkloric melodies and then the blending of like he always u- like you know uses multiple keyboard sounds you know so it's like piano and synth 
piano and electric keyboard, piano and harpsichord. Um, and then also just the, like, the mixes of the voices, like, because that's him singing. So, um... I was going to ask who, who was on vocals on the record. Is it, or is he the sole, like, male vocalist? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's him, and then, um, Arnie, that's what I'm going to say her name. I apologize, uh, if it's wrong, but yeah, um, they blend very well. And then also just like, because everything is just, this is also something for the whole album. I think it's just mixed and produced very well. So um, using those effects of like bringing in the sax out of the voice or like vice versa and doing things like that. But yes, that's my hot take on the poet. And I'm going to follow up that, you know, pretty solid in-depth analysis by saying it got a gold star from me. (laughs) (laughs) i always knew you were deep down a solid kindergarten teacher (laughs) i i guess i would just say that like right off the bat for whatever reason from your sort of teaser last episode i just assumed this would not be vocal music um even though you said it you know incorporated folk music i just for whatever reason assumed that just meant like um on the musical side so that was a bit of a surprise, but it, it was nice. I enjoyed the vocals throughout this. Um, it's sometimes nice, like for certain scenarios, like especially work, to have like go-to music um, that's either either doesn't have vocals or like this um, is in another language, so I can't understand it. Right. So it's less distracting. So thank you for that. Dude, of course. And there are several of these tunes where I feel they are very good work tunes. And then the other ones are better work tunes because they distract me. <laughs> and that's, that's what you really need out of music uh, during the grueling work day. You know what that makes me think of? Uh, some chick named Elishta. <laughs> good, you saw where I was going. We're um, always on the same page, Andy. It's good, it's good. Um, I like how this starts off with like electronic drum sounds. Yeah. Uh, clearly percussive drums. Uh electric stuff uh and like some of these songs you know i don't know that well this is like maybe even listening to it for this podcast over the span of like six years this is maybe like my 10th listen to it <laughs> but um i really liked like halfway through there's this like distorted palm mute groove kind of uh like a uh it is a guitar and it just adds this nice little like oomph to the song but then like some vocals come in over that just floating and i'm like ugh, sick yeah man i also enjoyed and noted the like uh electronic percussion in the beginning um and i thought this was one that for me the drums really stood out especially like when things to get going in the second half um just all the that cool stuff he's doing on the hi-hats uh, when they're kind of jamming out that was awesome and yeah this one just among others like there's just some like riffs being played on the piano and guitar i guess that just sound like like rock music basically like you know like good rock music <laughs> you know that good <laughs> rock music i mean you don't have to lament over it <laughs> uh, track number three is called lament <laughs> and it sounds like one 
Yeah, um, the slow tunes, I feel, are very aptly named. Mm-hmm. Um, do you watch any of the Studio Ghibli stuff? I never have, no. But you know of it? Vaguely, yes. It's like, uh, it's anime, right? Yeah. Um, it was giving me, because he has, for the most part, the same guy scores a lot of that music. So the very beginning was giving me, like, Studio Ghibli vibes. Uh, but, you know, I was like, it's calming. I thought it was very nice. A nice work tune. I like the strings. The strings really added mm-hmm. in this track. Yeah, this one, I don't have a ton to say. It did not get a gold star, unlike the, the first two tracks on the record. So shame on it. It didn't do its homework. Um, I just thought the vocal performance was very impressive. But yeah, otherwise, a really cool, chill vibe. You know what it didn't make me do? <laughs> what did it not make you do? Say it. What didn't it make you do? Steve is saying that his pants were dripping after this one. This is a sick tune. I well, love I mean, it. Drip made me drip. Lament didn't make me drip. Yeah. Yeah, this one's a bop. Uh, it slaps. I love just all of the grooves. I make my drum student play to this. I'm like, do you feel how it's like sounds behind the beat, but it's not? I'm like, you gotta, right. you gotta do that. Uh, I just, it's amazing. He has this version. It's a live version. Him playing. Well, I think there's a live version, but then a studio version. But you know, they're playing it live. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's at Berkeley. Um, in Boston, the music school, and he was there playing with their Middle Eastern ensemble, and you should check it out. It's pretty tasty. Nice. Yeah, this gold star for sure. This might be my favorite favorite track on the album. It is uh, super good, super catchy, kind of funky with that guitar tune and the riff they're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one where I think you were alluding to it, where like there's a certain I don't know if it's like a if it's a solo, quote unquote, but some sort of piano riff that gets played towards like the middle or second half that just sounds totally out of sync from like the guitars and bass, um, as if he's like disregarding the the tempo or time signature. But then like every once in a while they sync up again and it's so satisfying. He's just, just this is just such a funky tune. If I if I'm driving and this just comes on on the shuffle. I always almost get in an accident because I'm just so stoked. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a bit of a lie, but I do get excited. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> I'm not even gonna try. The next tune is called "The Year Is Gone." I think part of the problem is when I took these notes, it was pretty late at night, and I was listening to this, and like this one felt like it was gonna put me to sleep. <laughs> which makes it i don't know that maybe sounds harsh but like I, I didn't dislike it but i didn't really know anything else about it yeah i mean i put you know not my fave but it's not bad i thought this one was really good at the layering we talked about and like using like the production to the advantage of making a really interesting tune also if i recall all electronic drum sounds or you know mm-hmm. like like super seamlessly blended but it's not like he comes in on kit you know, like halfway through, it's all just right. kind of like drum patty stuff. Yeah, man. It's cool. I don't know. Sorry, I got nothing else on this one. No, that's okay. I thought you were going to try and 
I thought you were going to tell me about your time out on the ocean as a seafarer. <laughs> Arg. I thought it was a nice palate cleanser, you know? It's like it's like halfway through. It's chill. It's pleasant. The saxophone appears. A wild <laughs> saxophone appears. At least this was the first time on the record that, uh, that I noticed that, unless I missed it earlier. Actually, I think I did because I think you mentioned it earlier. Anyway. Dude, I don't have much else to say about that. No, it's another chill song. I think there's some cool string stuff towards the end. Hey. Trying to, trying to think of a segue. Why did the chicken cross the road? Um, I don't know. I'm not a the court jester. <laughs> this is my favorite song. This Typical. is... Yeah, the great one is what I like. Shocking. I mean... Drip is great, but the court jester, sick. Like, I just like the licks when he's like, it's like, you know, it kind of like does a halftime kind of groove. Um, And then yeah, I very sang it very accurately. You don't even need to listen to the album. That was perfect. I can hear it all now. You brought it back to me. And then about halfway through, um, it's kind of like this minimalist layering of just um just arnie just her vocals and it was t- so tasty i don't know and this is like the beat like it starts with that uh like folk songy but on the harpsichord and that's how it ends too really nice book ending and also another one where and he does this a lot with his music where yes he does straight up sing or there there are mm-hmm. w- um words but he also does a good amount of tunes where, like, wordless songs, you know? It, um, not quite scat singing, but there are just no words. Yeah, this one I enjoyed a lot. Another gold star. Um, <laughs> I liked the intro with what I just recently learned is the harpsichord and, like, the whistling. That's cool. Um, I think throughout, like, it just had this really kind of, like, frantic, disjointed feel. You know, and I'm I'm just a sucker for songs that are like, hey, figure out what my time signature is, jerk. And I'm like, I can't, <laughs> but I but I like the challenge. Um, I wrote that I was really annoyed by the knowledge that I'll never be able to play this drum part. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Nah, you could do it. You're Aww, a pro. Thank you, man. Pagan lullaby. This one, this one didn't get a gold star. It got a uh, black pentagram. <laughs> Could do that for another five minutes, scoffing at you. Um, I thought, true to its name, I did feel very much like a pagan being lulled to sleep. Um, yeah, I've been playing this every night for my son before bed um, because I want to raise him to respect the old gods. You should, because this is very pleasant. And um, th- literally, that's the first thing I wrote. Pleasant. And it doesn't, like, it builds, but in a very slow, like, edging kind of way, you know, because it never, because it is like a lullaby, right? Like, it can't, if it's too loud, it's not a lullaby. So it just, it does build slowly, and it does build a good bit from where it was, but it never is like, you know, all of a sudden, like an 80s rock ballad, where it never blows it never slow. <laughs> I'm very glad you got a good a good chuckle out of this this art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really I'm going to be in trouble for uh 
making cum jokes out of this non-commercial piece of <laughs> avant-garde art. This is a pagan lullaby. This isn't a. This isn't a crudely appropriated by a member of the culture. <laughs> I mean, hey, if that happened, we'd have a collapse. Sometimes I go to uh, like, like you missed r- my segue. Are you kidding me? Yes, because I wanted to finish this bit, but you know. We'll go into we'll go into part one collapse. No, finish your bit. Nope. The moment's passed. It's one thing they teach you at funny school when the joke collapses. <laughs> um <laughs> I was like very Tigran. Mixed meter. I like, you know, this one and he does this a lot in songs where, you know, like it builds and builds like pretty quickly and then will drop and then it's like just piano and like maybe some light cymbal stuff, but then builds back up really quick. It's very disjunct, but it's pleasant, uh, to me at least. Mm-hmm. I also said I liked uh, dope grooves, the, uh, the piano and sax doubling, and then the voice floating over it. He does that a lot. He's nice. Um, and the sax soloing, which I mm-hmm. really liked in this one particularly because Tigran's solo, his style of soloing is so unique to him. So you're, and it, but it fits the vibe of his tunes. Whereas this guy comes in and he's like, well, I'm a modern jazz saxophonist, so I know how to solo, but I'm like, I clearly don't sound like I'm incorporating generations of Armenian folk, you know, into my solo. He's like, I'm going to give them the Godol US of A. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does sound very nice and pleasantly juxtaposed to the rest of the stuff. Nice. Yeah, this one and part two, Alternate Universe, I I noted for both of them that they, at least in the instrumental bits, um, sounded like registered to me more as like what I expect jazz to sound like. Um, so that was sort of like a nice like nice little thing for him to dangle out there in front of me, sort of a simpleton, barely <laughs> jazz fan. Like, hey, here's something you recognize. Um, but yeah, on part one the sax solo and just the sax work throughout was awesome um also some really cool bass lines on this one yeah part two was also like the tigran show that's where we got because like he does like little thing like some of his solos in the other tunes are can be perceived as just like vibing with what's happening like more like comping but he is soloing whereas this one is he is just outright soloing Mm -hmm. and uh so tasty there's this one lick where he's just like going like, then he goes up and he's just like, Da-da-da-da! and the drums go, suck it the counter. And I'm like, that is so sick. <laughs> uh, if you were to hear the part, you'd know exactly what I'm talking about. And when you hear it again, because I know you'll be listening to this every day until you die, you'll be like, oh, that's exactly what Andy's saying. That's how it sounds. Yeah. I'll hear it in your voice every time. <laughs> I did like in part two, there was a bit where. They're sort of a really cool, I think, guitar riff. Tigran might have been playing along on piano, but they kind of do this really neat riff. And then, like, after that, the vocalist kind of repeats it, like echoes it. Mm-hmm. Dude, holy cow. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, yeah, this is the appropriated tune. I actually yeah, find well, it very... we can't f- talk about this one. This one's canceled. That's my favorite thing to yeah, talk this, about. This track doesn't exist. Moving on. Dude... It was really, it's very funny to have read that review 
and be like, this is just straight up an Armenian hymn. Because I would I wrote, wow, you can almost sense like like the Western influence in it. Mm-hmm. Which you know, like it's true. It could be a hymn influenced by like Western culture. But that being said, I was like a lot of conventions, I was like, oh man, this like hit me with that plagal cadence. All right. <laughs> it's a church cadence. Yeah, I'm, based on that critique that you read, you would have thought that like Tigran just took like an audio recorder out into the village and just recorded like some old man singing this <laughs> as opposed to it being like a fully built out composition. Dude. Uh, I thought it was really pleasant because there are just like really, mo- there are just some nice moments of a, it makes me think of choral church. music, church and you know, choral music, church, but I, I like choral music because it can be, you can just sit in like, mm-hmm. s- like s- I was going to say tonalities and keys, but like you can drone, right? Like if you were to sit in choral stuff and have a chord sit for like 10 to 15 seconds, maybe someone kind of like moves through it. And then another chord that sits for just another like 20 seconds, that's okay. But if you sat at an orchestra concert and it was just the the strings changing notes every 20 seconds, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) But it's forgivable with the voice. And it just does, you know, like every instrument's just trying to replicate, replicate the voice, right? So just the way that she can float in and out of things and just how she blends with the piano and like some of the effects, it's transcendental. Yeah, this one, um, like it, in my memory doesn't stand out like it's not a song i would pick to like rave to someone about if they asked about this record but like yeah when it comes on it's relaxing it's chill and i do think like it's kind of a showcase for that vocalist like she kills it oh well dude you take that attitude and hit the road song (laughs) i thought this was a nice bookend to the story that was Shadow Theater. Because it kind of was like, you're like, yeah, that is the vibe of this album. And it's kind of like a nice, lilty, like perky note to leave it on, right? Because a, a lot of these things, with the modes and tonalities it's in, you'll be like, oh, you know, like that's more minor overall than it is like major and uplifting. So this was just, it was a very jovial melody and tune and i don't know i just really i thought it was really pleasant kind of like you were saying with the last one right it's like not something i would rave about but when i listened to it i'm like this there's some really good stuff in here yeah i literally had no notes for this one i guess because i was just like tired by the time i got to this one (laughs) but (laughs) like it does and I, I feel like I say this every episode. Um, so either it's just me taking a simple way out or like <laughs> the people that we've talked about have just arranged their records perfectly. But like it feels like a last track, you know, it's kind of the the send off the uh, what would you say? Crescendo, the zenith, the apex of the record. Yeah, it's appropriate. It's good. I like it. But yeah, once again, it's not one that stood out in my memory. It's kind of like how you talked about earlier. There was a song, I think it was Pagan Lullaby, that was a lot of edging. (laughs) I think this was the release, if you know what I mean. I don't. Can you elaborate? I'll send you some links to some educational (laughs) videos. 
So, dude, do you? I always, when you have one, because you're so bad at picking rating systems, I always pick them. So, what do you think? What sh- what should we do? Um, I mean, we could do like harpsichords, yeah. or we could do like. Let's keep it light with. Jesus. No, we're going to do harpsichords because that one, that one tickles me. I was going to say shadows or shadow puppets, but I like harpsichord. I need to add to my checklist for episode prep to think about rating scales. No, I kind of like just improving it. Okay. But yeah, you're better at improv and, and you're funnier than me. Thank you. Okay. So we opted for harpsichords. Harpsichords. How many harpsichords would you give this out of five harpsichords? Well, Andy, based on everything I've said over the course of this episode, based on the way this album made me feel and how much I enjoyed it, um, I want to give it a three and a half harpsichords out of five. Hell yeah. You know, dude, I, I think that's good because I was going to give it four out of, four harpsichords out of five. Now I kind of feel like pushing it up to 4.5. But I might leave it at 4 because I, the, I love Tigran. Like you were saying, he's super talented. And the songs I love on this album, I love them. Um, it is not... Like, uh, like, Drip and The Court Jester are go-to songs, but this isn't, like, one of my go-to albums. Um, so I'll give it, like, a 4, you know? Like I will, yeah, I, w- act, I will actively seek it out sometimes, but I will not change it if it comes on. Yeah, I was gonna say like the songs I like are not like top tier for me. Like I enjoy them, like Drip, Court Jester, Court Gesture, <laughs> Drip, Court Jester, The Poet. Um, but like on the other hand, like there's nothing I like actively dislike. You know, like the low points are still pretty damn solid. So, dude, hell good yeah. record, man good selection man oh yeah thank you do you have something to follow this up that you will text me after this because i will forget and i'm not gonna write it down because that's not how we operate is it that time already i suppose it is i think it is yeah so i wanted i've been indecisive and like oh my god so i was thinking like i get so nervous for my episodes because like i have to do like the background research and then i have to like tell you about the band or the record and try not to sound dumb while doing it you know and i'm like oh this is an andy week easy peasy <laughs> and i was like shit how do i talk about jazz uh and b how do i pick an album that like signals to everyone else that i'm super cool <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i'm just gonna give you a little i'm gonna give you an option i'm not gonna tell you what the options are i'm gonna code it as follows do you want to rock out <laughs> do you want to get weird or do you want to? You want some trumpet? I want to get weird. Wait, I want to get weird. Yeah, you do. All right. So this was on my short list, um, based on last twenty dollars. Says this is an Andrew WK album. <laughs> no, that would be the rock out. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, you're close though. Oddly, so last episode we talked about um, Jeff Rosenstock. I mentioned how he had appeared on. A record from one of my very favorite bands, AJJ. Um, so, you, we're listening to an AJJ record for uh, next episode. Not that one, a different one. So, we're listening to Christmas Island by AJJ. 
You know what's funny? This what? is who I was thinking of, but I said Andrew WK, but I knew it was Andrew two letters. Well, formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jihad, now just AJJ. Ah. So hmm. I'm glad I know you is my, <laughs> my point. So Yeah. Well, after talking about Rosenstock and then bringing up AJJ, it reminded me of how much I love AJJ. So I was listening to a lot of their music and I was like, you know what? I've been sa- saving some of these top tier bands for like when we hit it big. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I kind of had a realization of like, I might as well just blow it now. Yeah, blow my load now. Talk about my faves. They have more than one record. We can always, you know, go back. So anyway, your homework for next episode, Christmas Island by AJJ. I'm excited. Aroused even? No, just excited. Hmm. Um, Andy, before we call it quits for, t- for tonight, it's dark out. Um, <laughs> is there any... Anything you want to plug? Any commercials? Any advertisements? No, man. Just hit up hit up my socials. Just hit up my one. Go to Andrew underscore on underscore drums on Twitter. Yeah, we'll, we'll have those in the show notes. We've got your Twitter, your Instagram, Dude, your check, website. Yeah, tra- check those out. Also, yeah, as always, hire me to play drums. <laughs> hire Andrew, please. He, he, he needs the money so desperately. He's not kidding. He, Mr. <laughs> fucking CPA certified prick ass guilty hey andy um do you want i know we can cut this out if you're not ready but you've got a new show launching right do no. i do no. i yes about being a master oh yeah yeah i do <laughs> i totally forgot <laughs> my life is in shambles <laughs> I was freaking out. I'm like, what show, dude? I think you should um, plug both of your other podcasts. Yeah, man. Check out We Die First. It's me and my friend Sonique talking about horror movies and the black experience. Um, And you don't have to be black to enjoy the podcast. I've been told this by numerous uh, pasties. Um, We don't call them that. That's mean. (laughs) And then the other one is, excuse me, I have a master's. that's just started, so if you have a master's and you want to be interviewed about stuff you hate, hit us up. Oh, is that the format of the show? You're, you're uh, interviewing educated folk? More or less. Damn it, I can't be on your show. Nope. That sucks. Just go get a fucking shit master's. Just do like a one-year certification in education. That's pretty easy. <laughs> Could I like make the argument that if you have an advanced degree, because technically, like, I don't if you're... have an advanced degree. Uh, CPA is kind of like a. I have like a certification. A, yeah, I mean, that's like, I think that would count. It's kind of like most at most schools, you needed a master's to like get the credits to sit for the CPA exam. UW Green Bay, they do things a little bit differently. <laughs> you don't have to take the math entrance exam. You don't have to take the whatever. Just come here. Give us your money. Yeah, please come to our school. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, yeah, listen to... Um, fuck, I was thinking about a different show. I mean, listen to Well, There's Your Problem, but also listen to uh, We Die First and Pardon Me, Good Sir, I Have a Master's. I hate you. 
Yeah, but, I got that wrong on purpose. Fuck but you. I know. I'm well aware. But thank you. Well, Andy, our episodes just get longer and longer, but this feels like we have finished. I would say I have finished. Are we are we done here? I think we can call it. All right. Bye, Andy. Bye, everybody. Bye, friends. I notice all these things I hate about myself. <laughs> Add it to the fucking list. Um, <laughs> anyway.